0: May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours this day in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from our first reading from John's Revelation, chapter 21, especially verses three and four, we pray. O oh Lord, thank you for the vision you give us through the apostle John. Comfort and encourage all of your children with the promises of heaven and eternity that are given us through Jesus. As we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. As I said at the beginning of the service, we are in the midst of a small group campaign, the Draw the Circle, taking a look at our, our prayer life and, and just prayer in general. That first week we considered the sort of the focused prayer life, right? The second week, we looked at the idea of dreaming big as our, uh, with our prayers as we pray according to God's will. Pastor Hanel talked about how prayer really changes us. right? Last weekend we looked at the intensity of our prayers to to pray hard, saw that it required commitment and great faith to step forward knowing that God is hearing our prayers and in that Reformation worship, Pastor Handel talked about Martin Luther's work in, in helping us really get a new perspective on prayer, a Reformation of prayer, and we saw how Luther the pastor helped others with their prayer, with their conversation, with their Heavenly Father. And so this weekend, as I said, we we still think about prayer, but really it needs to be in the context of the big picture of God's will. Really the long view. And that's our focus today as we consider the celebration of All Saints Day. I've said it a lot of times, and I think I said it last year, that All Saints Day is an interesting time for me as a pastor seeing as most of you all uh, when you get to church you you always sit in your regular spot in church there's a there's an emptiness an empty spot when someone dies and after 24 uh, now 25 years as your pastor i look around in the church and at the school a lot of familiar faces that are missing since last year we had some names right there were Jerry and Trudy Moracle that sat near the back of the church on the pulpit side. There's Deborah Shekery who would be here, and, and Dolores Bergman, longtime member uh, Myrna Clayton, and Mary Yarno who had been a member for just about 15 days or so. There's also Frank Quaintance who loved getting back to church and spending the after spending the winter down south. Also Orville Needfelt who liked getting into the back row at the late service, <laughs> all those names that we speak today, that those names that were spoken, Trudy and Donald and Armand and George and Deborah and Lillian, Frank and Sal, Gerald, Dolores and Orville, Sue, Sandra, Art and Phyllis, Pralisa, Myrna, Sandy, Mary and Edward, and as we read those names, I'm sure that you were speaking some other names in your mind as those names were mentioned today. A pastor shared an interesting encounter when he wrote this. He said, I was writing at the end of my sermons uh, yesterday, and the telephone rang and a student said, my, last night my child died. And he writes, what could I say to him? I will say to him what I say to anyone. And he said, and it's captured in this hymn, which is our closing hymn today. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. His oath, his covenant and blood support me in the raging flood. When every earthly prop gives way he then is all my hope and stay on christ the solid rock i stand all other ground is sinking sand in the first half of our reading today we heard john describing his vision of heaven and eternity then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away There is no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. That gives us hope, doesn't it? I think we would all agree that one of the greatest things about the Christian gospel is its message of hope in the midst of death and chaos. When we are walking through some of the darkest valleys that life can lead us, we can find ourselves in the same places like Mary and Martha, I'm sure you remember that Bible account. Lazarus should not have died, uh, but he did. And the sisters had called on Jesus, but he didn't answer right away. And he didn't answer the way they expected or wanted. And Lazarus' life was out of their hands. There's really nothing left for them to do except mourn his death. And then when Jesus finally does arrive, Mary is upset and puzzled. And she questions Jesus saying, Lord, if only you had been here, things would have been different. Lazarus wouldn't have died. Where were you? Jesus sees that grief and he feels for her. He raises Lazarus to life and offers hope really to all who face death. Jesus says that he will raise to life all of those who live and believe in him. You see, it's the hope that we have in Jesus Christ that's highlighted today as we celebrate All Saints Day. The book of Revelation describes a joyous celebration of all those gathered around the throne of the Lamb in heaven. They've gone through their time of suffering and tribulation. They've been faithful to the end. Now, all of that is behind them. God has wiped away their tears and their sorrows. There's no more death or mourning or pain or dying. There's only a joyous celebration as they praise God for the victory that he has given to them through the Lamb who's died for them and made them new and clean. He's given them white robes of righteousness and purity. Victoriously, they wave palm branches and call out with the angels and all those in heaven saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who is, who was, who is, and is to come. Salvation comes from our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb all praise and glory, wisdom, thanksgiving, honor, power, and might belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. In chapter 21, in today's reading, we hear about something new, a new heaven and a new earth. When God created the Garden of Eden, it was a perfect place, a place where God and his people really lived together in harmony. In the beginning, didn't have any of those problems. There was no death, no crying, no grief, no pain. But then sin entered the world and it corrupted all of creation, it corrupted our own lives. In our reading today, at the end of all things, we hear God bringing this sinful world to an end and creating something new, a new heaven and a new earth where God will once again dwell with his people, that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, so that there be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. But there in that perfect place, we will gather with all the saints who have gone before us. Those saints whose names were written in human history, maybe because of something they did in the name of Jesus. There are also those saints whose names are not recorded anywhere, except in the book of life. Christians who were really never famous, but were faithful to their calling as disciples of our Lord. They knowing their weaknesses, trusting in his grace, serving in whatever way they were able. There in that perfect place are all the saints who are gonna come after us. Those to whom we have passed on the gospel through word and deed, and those who have received the message of Jesus' love through them, and so on. This hope and this confidence of a life beyond this life are the true, true blessing that comes with knowing Jesus as God and Savior. Even if we are to face the worst the, the, in this world, we, we can do so knowing that Jesus has made it possible for us to pass through death into a glorious new life. Through his death and resurrection, he has given us the gift of life, eternal life. Now, this doesn't mean that death won't bring with it pain as we grieve the death of our loved ones. Let me share with you a story that I read. It goes something like this. It was a pastor told of this occasion where he was a recent graduate. Not long after he began his first parish, an 11-year-old boy contracted a rare disease and died, and at this child's funeral, This young preacher preached what he thought was a a good, comforting message. He said, don't be afraid. Your son's in heaven with the Lord. He's perfect. He's whole again. And assured the gathering, the boy was safe with Jesus. But afterwards, the the father spoke with the pastor and said, Pastor, I know you're trying to comfort us by telling us that our son is in heaven, but that doesn't take away the pain. We're really hurting at this moment because we miss him so much. He's not here with us. To not feel him close to us, that's what's causing us so much pain. The pastor listened to that grief and went home. He was feeling deeply for the family and longed to find some way to bring some comfort to them and and, and some hope. He thought about it and prayed how he could comfort them in that loss. And and he was preparing for the worship services on Sunday. And his eyes fell on a passage in the communion liturgy that that we will have uh, later in the service. And he had sung and read it so many times. There in the liturgy was not his comfort for the grieving family, family, but the Lord's comfort for them. That familiar phrase that, therefore with angels and archangels. And with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. So the pastor went to visit the family again. And he said, I I know you're separated from your son. And it hurts deeply. There's nothing that can be done to bring it back in a physical way. But think about this for a minute, he said. "He says When you come to church Sunday, when you come to communion, when you kneel at the altar, you are joined together once again with him. Because in that moment, heaven meets earth and we are in communion with all the saints. Those who are still in this life that are around us at the altar and those who've gone before us in heaven already. Every time you come to communion, you're with him and he with you. Maybe it's a kind of a foretaste of the heavenly reunion you're going to have with him one day when you will never be separated from him again. A lot of tears that time. Tears of grief mixed with tears of joy. pastor said that uh, that following Sunday, the parents came for communion, and it was clear they were crying. And as they returned to their seats, they briefly embraced. And and at the end of the service, the parents were just too choked up to talk to the pastor. But the, the father grabbed the pastor's arm and smiled. No words were needed. Hope. All Saints Sunday. It reminds you and me of the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 1, we read, In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Kept in heaven for you. That hope assures you and me that even though we might be separated physically from our loved ones we're still with one we're still one with them in church joined to them in Christ All Saints Day reminds you and me that we are part of the church not the not the Lutheran Church or the Anglican Church or even St. Paul's Church but the church the Holy Christian Church the holy people of God everywhere, from all ages, in heaven and on earth. Christians of all times, our grandparents and our parents, spouses and children, dear Christian friends, all those that have died in Christ and are now raised to life with Him and who live with Him forever. You know, in faith, we have been joined to Christ we become members of his church in our baptism, made new and clean through his blood and made heirs of eternal life now and forever. We're part of a community, aren't we? A communion of saints, holy people that inhabit earth and heaven and share the glory of God. There is such a great comfort for you and me in all of this, and there is just as it was for those grieving parents. You know, we've all lost people that we love. That loss is sometimes devastating. To feel that we will never see that person again. To think that we will never hear their voice or see their face. That is the pain of loss. That is the sting of death uh, that Paul talks about. But the great comfort we celebrate today is that those who have lived with Jesus in this life are with him in eternity. uh, uh, those that we have loved and still love, they are not lost. A lot of times we talk about a person dying, that they've passed away, or they've lost a loved one, but they're not really lost, are they? They haven't passed away as if being vaporized into nothing. They've passed on, passed on to a new life. And although we cannot see them or embrace them, they're still with us in that one faith and hope. And the best news is that in faith, we will see them again. Just one more story. We had a member here some time ago whose husband was very faithful in bringing her to church. He himself was a man of faith, but he had his church and she had hers here, and, and he made sure she made it to church here. And it was about five years ago that she died. A little, bit, a little year after that he was in the hospital and not doing well so I wanted to stop by and visit and pray with him as we talked it was clear that he knew he was close to dying and I tried to encourage him remind him that his wife had gone on before him that she was with Jesus and told him that soon he too would uh, he would he would see her and so many others that had gone on before he sighed and he said I hope so. I hope I've done enough, meaning to get into heaven. At that moment, my heart breaks, you know. And so I called out his name and he looked at me and I, and I said, Have you been baptized? He said, Yes. I said, Do you believe in Jesus? He said, Yes. I said, Do you know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and King? He said, Yes called his name out again, and as I said, I reminded him that it is not what he has done for his salvation, but what his Savior Jesus has done to claim him. Claiming him in water through the gift of faith. That is the hope that he has. That is the truth that gives us hope with all the saints. yeah. the, the, The best news is that in faith we will see them again. That's a great comfort in knowing that those who suffered terribly through illness in this life, those that have been snatched away suddenly, those who have died in a tragic accident or in fear, they are now safe and in peace and sheltered. As we heard in the reading, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And as we celebrate All Saints Day, we remember all of God's people past, present, and those not yet born. Celebrate that God showed them the grace that God showed them in giving them the gift of faith and his presence in their lives. But like the pastor that talked with that grieving family, we also have the opportunity to, every time we celebrate communion, not just to commemorate, but to commune, to commune with Jesus and with them too because it's here in this place where heaven and earth meet. Reminded of the water of baptism that washed over us and welcomed us into God's family. We're reminded of God's word of promise that sustains us along our journey throughout life. We're blessed to receive from God, his son's body and blood in the Lord's supper. Yes, here in this holy place, the church meets. Church in heaven, the church on earth. They touch together as we humbly and joyfully receive the blessings and the grace of God. So, as you come to communion today, you may like to remember those you love who are no longer with us, those who've died in the faith. It may be an old memory, it may be a very recent one. You may remember that we join with them in this holy meal where heaven and earth meet together. We join our voices with the angels, with the archangels, and all those saints gathered around the throne of God, praising God and thanking Him for His love. That is our faith. That is our joy. And That is our hope. And may that hope be yours today and every day until you too come face to face. Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.